You are listening to the Mayor of the Airways. Good morning, Peter Schweitzer. How are you, sir? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Uh, hi, Peter. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm excited about your new book, Red-Handed. Peter Schweitzer's Red-Handed is red hot, has all the makings of a huge hit. So says CNN. That's got to blow your mind. Or do you have a fr- do you have a friend at CNN? <laughs> Not anymore. I used to work with CNN about eight or ten years ago, uh, but no longer. Uh, and they've proven to be uh, accurate in that prediction. The book's been out for seven weeks, and we are, have been number one on the New York Times bestseller list for five of those weeks. Congratulations. I'm honored to have you back on the show. I don't know if you remember me, but you were on when you were down in Vero Beach to give a speech at the Lincoln Day uh, dinner a year ago. How American elites get rich helping China win. Red-handed. Peter Schweitzer, tell us about it. Yeah, well, it really looks at the question of why is China getting away with so much, Mm -hmm. not just internationally, but the things that they're doing in the United States. Why, for example, have there been not a single congressional hearing on the origins of the COVID uh, virus? Really basic question, just trying to explore and have a discussion. How did the virus start in China? There hasn't been a single hearing in the House of Representatives, and the reason is Nancy Pelosi refuses for there to be a single hearing. Uh, and I think part of the reason is that her family, including her son and her husband, uh, have been doing deals in mainland China, uh, courtesy of the help of the CCP and their political connections there. And that's the pattern. You find that a lot of political leaders, people on Wall Street and Silicon Valley, uh, are given special deals. They're given, in some cases, sweetheart deals in China that make them very, very wealthy And in exchange, uh, they effectively don't criticize or they run interference for Beijing. And it's a huge problem. And unless we address it, we are going to lose this competition with China with extreme consequences for our country. Did you what what do you think is the ultimate goal here? Do they really do they want to subdue us? Are we going to wake up one morning with the uh, the Red Army here? Well, here's the, here's the uh, simple answer. Uh, they tell us. Uh, President Xi uh, has laid out openly uh, his strategy. By 2025, he wants to be the supreme manufacturing authority on the planet, which gives him all kinds of leverage and power over our economy. He's well on his way to that. By 2030, they want to bat- match the U.S. military uh, uh, to where there is uh, some semblance of parity between their military and ours. Uh, And by 2049, they want to be the supreme authority on the planet, uh, meaning they dictate what happens on the planet. And a lot of people will say, well, I don't really care what happens in China China or elsewhere. That's not going to affect us. Uh, That's wrong. There are already enormous things that are happening in our country uh, because of China's rising power and because of their policies. There's a lot of censorship going on in our country by big tech and others. Uh, That is censorship that was learned from Beijing. We know that they are pulling the strings that relates to our economy, supply chains, uh, our dependence on them for pharmaceuticals, etc. So this has very real consequences for the United States. They want to remake us ultimately to resemble the kind of government they have, which of course is not free uh, and does not allow for free speech and so many other rights we take for granted. You know, I want to know how how do you do the investigations on this? Where where do you find a where do you find the path in today's world that leads to truth? How do you uncover all this? Well, it takes a lot of time and effort, and we follow the money. I still think that is the best way to yeah. ascertain what is going on. 
Uh, and also sometimes we get help. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, we broke the story first in 2018 that the, that the Biden family had commercial ties in China. Uh, then, of course, we had the laptop, uh, Hunter Biden laptop released. We also got access to an email collection uh, of Bevan Cooney, who is business partners with Hunter Biden. And using those documents, we were able to drill down and answer some real basic questions about how much money the Bidens got, who made those deals happen, and what was Joe Biden's take. Uh, and what we came back and discovered uh, with that new material is the Bidens received some $31 million uh, from Chinese businessmen. This is all in the laptop. It's all confirmed. The businessmen that made those deals happen, all four of them, have links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Uh, we named these officials, um, and it's a clear indication this was not some random event that was orchestrated by Beijing. And the new material also shows that Joe Biden was a direct beneficiary, that Hunter Biden collected the money. He spent the money and spread the money around the family, but he also paid his father's bills while his father was vice president of the United States. So our approach is very simple. We don't use anonymous sources. We don't speculate. Everything we have is footnoted. It's based on court documents, financial records, or in this particular case, the Hunter Biden emails. Well, you know, when you've got CNN endorsing you, that's a, that's a marvel in itself. Red-handed is red-hot, the makings of a huge hit. How American elites get rich helping China win. This is just amazing. And, and number one for how many weeks now? Eight weeks? Uh, five weeks. We've been on the list seven weeks. We've been number one uh, for five weeks. Uh, and the response has been uh, tremendous. Uh, we uh, have a lot of interest on Capitol Hill. I'll be going up on April the 6th and speaking before more than 150 members of Congress. Wonderful. There are people that, that are very concerned about what's going on. I highlight Republicans and Democrats that have these deals in place, uh, but there are also Republicans and Democrats who want to fight this and who want to do something about it. And so I don't want people to lose hope and get discouraged and get angry. There is a path forward for us if we're prepared to take it. There's all kinds of theories out there today, but you are so close to the action. Uh, this, this, uh, d- does it? Are you so dissuaded? And you know, God, God rep- said He repented of having made man. I mean, I, I presume, Peter, you can re- re- relate. Well, you know, I think that the beauty and the genius of our American system of government that we got from the founding fathers. Uh, is a reflection of a very skeptical view of human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the old saying that power corrupts absolutely, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely by mm-hmm. Lord Acton is absolutely true. Uh, and that's the reason we have historically not wanted concentrated power, because we can't trust people. And my view is that, that we have to look at our political leaders. We have to uh, have a presumption uh, that they are uh, innocent, um, but in Reagan's old terms, a trust but verify. And what we do is we verify. We investigate. Uh, we follow the money. We look at the commercial deals. And um, what's happened is corruption's become globalized. You know, we think of corruption as, you know, some congressman taking money from a paving contractor because he wants some road contract or something. Mm. Uh, that's old school corruption. The new corruption is Chinese, Russian, Ukrainian other foreign oligarchs uh, getting huge sums of money, tens of millions of dollars, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars, 
to our political leaders because they want something uh, from them, uh, and that often entails something affecting our national security. So in other words, like my podcast is becoming uh, more and more popular internationally, so that I could be approached by China and say, hey, Mr. Palmer, we're going to give you, you know, 10 million bucks and your, it'll be in a, in a paper bag in your back porch if you, uh, if, you, if you follow our agenda and promote our agenda. Well, yeah, I mean, they're interested in, in uh, using their leverage and power over uh, people. And uh, the way it often happens in Washington is they do it through family members. Uh, so, you know, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, yep. Mitch McConnell, who are all featured in the book, uh, you know, they have to disclose their commercial dealings. So does their spouse. But their adult children don't have to disclose their financial dealings. So that oftentimes becomes an avenue uh, for these types of deals. In the case of Nancy Pelosi, uh, her husband was doing it. Uh, Pelosi used to be actually very critical of the Beijing regime, uh, and then her husband started making large investments uh, in mainland China uh, that were favored investments in the mm. sense that the Chinese government helped make those deals happen, and her positions changed. Is and it? so today she says, yeah, they're committing genocide, uh, yeah, they're a threat to the United States, um, but we have more important things to worry about. So that's literally her her approach to it, and I think the commercial ties have a big, big part of that. You know, seduced by greed. Maybe that should be the title of your next book, seduced by greed. It, it's amazing how greed blinds. You know, um, uh, now you're the president of the Government Accountability Institute. Uh, could you expound on that and tell us a bit about that? Uh, sure. Uh, we were uh, founded in 2012 with a mission of exposing cronyism corruption in Washington, D.C., uh, and we focus on how we believe uh, our government is not responsive to what the public wants uh, because uh, they are effectively being co-opted or they're being bought off. Uh, some of it is self-generating uh, corruption, and what I mean by that is we were the first ones uh, back in 2012 to break the story uh, of how members of Congress and members of the congressional staff uh, were exempt from insider trading laws on the stock market. Uh, we ended up doing a segment with 60 Minutes. It led to the actual passage of legislation. That was us, uh, and what we really did was look at the stock trades of Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill and we found that, you know, people that were uh, rewriting our health care laws, remember the Obamacare legislation, the people that were writing those bills and amending those bills were free to and were actively trading health care stocks while they were doing so. Uh, and some of them, like John Kerry, did absolutely very well. Uh, there were people on the Senate Armed Services Committee who were determining which weapon systems would be approved, uh, and they were trading stocks and defense contractors while they were doing that. Um, and that's really kind of the beginning of what we've done since that time. Uh, we have looked at uh, international corruption uh, involving both Republicans and Democrats. I did a book in 2015 called Clinton Cash. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a book in 2018 called Secret Empires that mm -hmm. looked at Mitch McConnell, there's a chapter in there on the mm -hmm. Trump, uh, and that was the first book where we exposed uh, Biden corruption. Mm -hmm. What do you think of McConnell? Well, I mean, the problem with Mitch McConnell is that uh, uh, he and his wife, Elaine Chow, um, uh, have become very wealthy courtesy of the Chinese uh, Communist Party. How? Uh, and, well, 
The uh, Chow family owns a shipping company called Foremost Shipping. It used to be very small. Uh, but then Mitch McConnell traveled to China as a guest of the Chinese State Shipbuilding Corporation, along with his father-in-law and wife, uh, and they basically struck a bargain. And what I mean by a bargain is the Chinese government said to them, hey, we want to help you out. We'll build all your ships for you, those big cargo vessels, you know, that sit off the coast of Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, we're going to build those ships for you. We'll finance the construction of those ships for you. Uh, with our state-owned banks. We will provide crews for your ships, so they will man them, and we will give you lots of contracts to ship our goods around the Asia-Pacific region. And the business has absolutely exploded. The problem is, this gives Beijing leverage over Mitch McConnell. If yeah. Mitch McConnell were to take action oh, yeah. that would anger Beijing, they could destroy the family business overnight. And that's exactly what Beijing wants to do it's a strategy they called elite capture, uh, and it's working with the Bidens. It's also working with the McConnell family. Well, well, you know, it just amazes me. My grandfather uh, used to have a place on East 50th in New York City, and he was, he was a wise world traveler. And he said, you know, can you sleep in a better bed? Can you eat more food than you're already eating? I mean, anybody in America, I don't care if you're washing dishes, as I did as a 13-year-old kid at the local Italian restaurant, you're living better than the queen or king of England ever lived up to 100 years ago. Why? What is this insatiable appetite people want for more and more? Well, you know, it's an interesting question because, I mean, uh, a big section of the book in Red Handed is not even devoted towards politicians. It's devoted to... Uh, the titans of big tech, uh, people like Bill Gates or Elon Musk, who, of course, are worth you know, more than $100 billion each. Uh, and yet they uh, have taken to praising China, to doing deals in China. So in some cases, it's not just about money. In some cases, there's actually this, this sort of unspoken admiration for the, what they call the efficiency of the dictatorial regime in China. So you'll find, for example, Elon Musk uh, used to be critical of China. Then they built him a big Tesla factory. He's now going to be moving his design operations over there. Uh, he now has enormous praise for China. He's, he's gone on podcasts and says that China is actually more representative of its people than our uh, Democratic Republic is in the United States. Uh, he's praised the Chinese Communist Party for making great decisions. And what he talks about is how efficiently they get things done. Well, of course, if you have a dictatorship and people don't have property rights and they don't have, they don't have civil rights and you don't have an independent judiciary and you don't have checks and balances, of course you're going to be more efficient. So it's, you know, my point is it's, it's, you look at Bill Gates or Elon Musk, do they really need another $10 billion? I mean, Maybe they want another $10 billion, but I think there's something more at work in some of these instances. It has to do with this kind of admiration they have. They don't like the messiness of our representative government. I think messiness is good because it prevents or at least limits the abuse of power that you see so commonly in dictatorships. You know, I, I watched with my own eyes the prime minister of Canada said that he had admiration for China's dictatorship. Did you see that, that, that piece? Yep. Yep, that's in, the, that's in my book. And, 
the Trudeau family uh, has very uh, tight financial ties with Beijing. Beijing has c- cultivated the Trudeau family. Uh, and uh, Justin Tr- Tr- Trudeau, his father, of course, was Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau. Uh, Justin Trudeau grew up in a very wealthy family. Much of that wealth, as I explain in the book, uh, came as a result of uh, favors that the Beijing regime gave to the Trudeau family. And so it's not surprise, in a way, that uh, Justin Trudeau and also his brother, uh, who is an advisor to Justin Trudeau, uh, speak admirably about how efficient China is, how they get things done, uh, how they have better priorities than our governments do. It's really quite astonishing the things they say about a country that has more than a million people in internment camps. Now, during uh, World War II, uh, it kind of worked in our favor, the fact that the, uh, the Japs, the Japanese, attacked Pearl Harbor. But it was also to take our attention. You know, a house divided cannot stand and to, to water down our military. Do you think there's something going on behind the scenes with, with Putin and China that, you know, that this is just the beginning of a plan they're executing? Are they working together? I don't know, you know, if there was an overall plan, uh, but there's no question that China uh, is is in a uh, enormously beneficial situation now. Uh, part of that is the sanctions. I think you have to sanction Russia. I think what Putin has done is abhorrent. Uh, so you need to impose sanctions. But what is the net effect of us not buying energy from Russia? It's that China's going to buy it, and they're probably going to buy it for a lower price. Uh, you know, they need enormous amounts of energy imports. Russia has enormous amounts of energy to export. It's going to bring them closer together. Uh, and China is certainly not going to condemn what Putin has done. Uh, they may not provide direct military support. At least that's what they've said. Uh, but they're certainly going to help Russia get around the sanctions that have been imposed. So, um, you know, this is just another example that China is not our friend. Uh, they are not a, you know, big, warm, cozy uh, panda bear uh, that wants the same thing that we do. Uh, they have a radically different view of the world. They are a Leninist country. Uh, they may not be Marxist in the way the Soviet Union was and that everything was state-owned. But the way they operate and the way they view the world is absolutely a mirror image of the way Vladimir Lenin viewed the world uh, and wanted to exercise power. And that means they exercise power brutally, and they exercise power in a way that is designed to undermine everything that we stand for in this country. Well, it's man-centered as opposed to God-centered. And, you know, some people think I'm radical for saying that, but I think we need a spiritual awakening you know, it, 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 there's absolutely a different uh, a different view, and there's also a different view of where our rights come from. I mean, the genius of of our system is the notion that our rights are God given. Um, they don't come from the state. They don't go. They don't come from the government. Um, the Constitution doesn't say here are the rights you have. It says here are the things the government can do. Uh, but the, all these other rights are given to you because you are a human being. China's view is completely the opposite. You don't have a right to free speech. Uh, you don't have a right to property, except to the extent that the government decides that you deserve to have it. And what's happening is that's happening in China, but it's also happening in the United States. So, for example, in Hollywood, 
uh, they will no longer make a movie that presents China in any kind of slightly critical light. Um, that means not just films they're trying to sell in China, but actually films in the United States. And the reason is China has leveraged their position, and they've told Disney and Warner Brothers and all the big uh, production companies that if you make films that are even slightly critical of us, if you make a film about the Dalai Lama, uh, and what the Chinese government did to him, we will absolutely not distribute any of your films in our country. Well, listen, uh, and, of course, these firms just, just fold and, and cave to them. So there's a lot of censorship taking place in our country already. What the hell is going on? I shouldn't say that. Uh, I'm not supposed to swear, I guess. But anyway, uh, this Duck Duck, like I like Duck Duck, okay, and and uh, as a search engine, I was just told yep. last night by a friend that Duck Duck now is, uh, is 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 anything. If you mention anything about China that's negative, it like uh, it it cuts it out somehow or something. What what's going on? What's this? Well, this is what happens when, when companies uh, sell their souls, and they're selling their soul mm. because they're so anxious to do business mm. in China uh, that they're willing to compromise their principles. Uh, Look at Google. Uh, Google said uh, a lot of employees signed a petition saying they did not want to do any work for our Pentagon out of a sign of principle. That same company sponsors two artificial intelligence research laboratories in China linked to the Chinese military. So the, the sentiment is we don't want to work with the Pentagon because it's evil military, but we will work with this really, truly evil military halfway around the world that's pointing its guns at us uh, because we think that's okay. So it, it's, it's really a, a, a very frightening situation that we should all be concerned about. And what I'm trying to do with Red Handed is simply alert people to the extent of what's going on so we can begin fighting back. And that is the, the last chapter in the book. Well, I can't wait to read your book. It's en route to me right now. But, you know, it's like Jesus said. He didn't say money was evil, but he said the love of money is the root yep. of all evil. You know, you wouldn't make food with preservatives in it that are, you know are going to hurt kids if you loved your neighbor above your pocket or your pocketbook. Uh, that's why yeah. I just keep I keep falling back to a uh, to a spiritual revolution that uh, that that we need. I don't know, you know. That's just my take on the whole thing. Uh, I may sound like an extreme, uh, you know, Christian guy or something, but I don't, what do you think about what I'm saying about what, the fact that we need a to a revolution spiritually? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to have grounding. You've got to decide what is your ultimate priority in your life. Uh, and, you know, with the old saying that, that you know, you, you're going to end up worshiping something in your life. Mm. If you say, I'm not going to worship God, I'm not going to follow God, that's mm. fine. But don't think you aren't worshiping something else. You mm. are. It may be money. It may be prestige. It may be man. Uh, it could be any number of things. Uh, and I think what we're seeing is what happens when you get these large corporations that are unmoored from feeling like they are actually American companies, but even more to the point that they're unmoored from any sense of responsibility, that they've been given this power and this authority, they've developed it in their companies, um, and they don't feel they have any uh, moral framework in which to operate other than what they choose and think is good and true. Uh, and that's where things, I think, really go off the rails. Well, you know, uh, when I was when I was in my early twenties, I had an advertising agency in upstate New York, Albany, New York, and there was a um, 
there was a golf course, and this guy had you know like hundreds of golf carts. And down in the basement in the pro shop, he made a deal with me. And uh, you know, this is this is a long time ago. So my my take would have been twenty three thousand dollars, I think. I walked upstairs, and it just so happens that the, one of the vice presidents of Philip Morris was the speaker at a Rotary Club meeting that evening. And I told him what we'd like to do. He says, no problem. We'd like to buy the sides of those golf carts and advertise. You know, Peter, I never called him because I considered it blood money. And years later, that $23,000 would have been spent 40 years ago. And you know what? I'm sitting here. I didn't get that blood money, and I feel so good about it. People need to realize they're selling their souls. What is going to be the consequence of all this? They're selling their country. I mean, they're you know they're they're not patriots anymore. Yeah, I mean, you look at um, a lot of the justifiable outrage um, of what Putin is doing in in uh, Ukraine. Uh, the fact that they are you know shooting at civilians, they are rounding up civilians. They've invaded the sovereign country. Um, what you have in China is worse. I mean, you've got more than a million people in slave camps. Uh, you have, you know, very few civil rights in Russia. You have fewer civil rights in China. Uh, and yet these companies that, again, I think rightfully so, are saying we're not going to do business in Russia, are running to do business with China, which is a worse actor uh, as far as human rights are concerned. Um, it's really quite extraordinary, and what we really need is moral clarity. We need moral clarity, uh, and we need people to be aware of what's going on and uh, how these uh, institutions that we count on, whether it's uh, politicians running Congress, whether it's the President of the United States, Joe Biden, or whether these companies, we need to call these institutions out because they are failing us in a large, large way. Peter Schweitzer is who we're talking to, ladies and gentlemen. He has the New York Times bestseller. Six weeks now, it's been number one. It is called Red-Handed, the making of a huge hit. So says CNN. That's surprising, isn't it? And it is a huge hit already. How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Peter, thank you for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule. Peter, of course, is also the president uh, of the Government Accountability Institute. And uh, I just thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Continued success, sir. Thanks. Got to take a break. We'll be back, folks. 